0: Welcome back to Triple M, Minus the Chip. I'm your host, Derek Lee. Thank you for continuing the journey. If you are a new listener, thank you for tuning in as well. But brace yourselves, because this episode gets very dark. There is a graphic story within this episode that may not be suitable for all audiences. But don't worry. I will give you a distinct warning before we enter that phase of the episode, so let's get right to it. Disclaimer. All of the stories in this podcast are factual stories about actual events. Years ago, before I moved to Los Angeles, my ex and I lived together and worked for the same company. I started to notice discrepancies within the information my ex used to share with me. I'm sorry, but not sorry. I cannot be in a relationship with someone I do not trust. So I had to go into detective mode to see if there was more to the story while dotting my I's and crossing my T's. When I'm in detective mode, I have to be stealth. So the person I'm investigating does not alter their behavior because they know they're under a microscope. We were getting ready for work one morning and i happened to see my ex grab mac and cheese from our refrigerator and pack it for lunch this may seem like an insignificant detail but bear with me as the story unfolds the office building where we worked was a single single floor office space and our workstations were on opposite sides of the building during lunch I just so happened to walk by and my ex was throwing down or also known as thoroughly enjoying the mac and cheese that I saw my ex packing for lunch earlier that day. When we got home that night, while having a casual conversation, I said, babe, what happened to the mac and cheese that was in their fridge? I don't know, was the response. Did you have it for lunch today? No, was the answer. So of course I played it cool, and that's all I needed to hear. The way I figure it, one who lies about the little things is more than capable of lying about more significant things. Who lies about macaroni and cheese, man? While I was in detective mode, I noticed that my ex would go outside into the backyard and have a regular phone conversation each night around the same time. I was already in pounce mode at this point, so I was waiting for the proper time to make my move. One night after one of the scheduled calls, I surprised my ex as my ex re-entered the house. Let me see your phone. Why babe? Unlock your phone and hand it to me. I was handed the phone and looked at the call log, of course. My suspicions were more than verified. My ex was talking to a love interest regularly. Explain yourself, I said. but, but, babe, was the response. I already have my answer. We ended up having a conversation and there was some revelations that pushed me over the edge in an already problematic relationship. I had to calm down my inner Angela Bassett's character in Waiting to Exhale. Setting cars on fire is movie magic and I didn't want to catch a case. There's a quote that reads, anger equals disappointed love. I took the high road. I went into quiet mode and keep your distance and don't look at me mode Packed my stuff, broke up with my ex, moved to L.A. the next morning, and the rest is history. (laughs) Yes means yes, and no means no. Yes does not mean maybe, and no does not mean maybe so. Unless we are playing games. When I moved to LA, I landed a job and later became the human resources manager at an advertising agency. I wanted to not have to decide between food and TV, so I also started working at a restaurant in Santa Monica on the weekends. And let me tell you, that seven-day work life is no joke. While working at the restaurant, a new manager joined the management team And he was super jovial, charismatic. He kind of drank too much, I'm not gonna lie. But was generally well-received by most people. He used to tell these bizarre stories, though, that never seemed to add up. But everyone kind of thought he was lying about certain things. But they seemed like harmless tales only to boost his ego. I remember one distinct time when he mentioned that he was an active-duty member of the military and flew helicopters and all sorts of things. The story seemed a bit unbelievable, but it was none of my business, so I just considered it another one of his tales. But because of the effects from the constant lying that I experienced with my ex, I remained engaged but cautious. Also... He was merely my boss and an acquaintance, so I didn't feel threatened by his questionable relationship with the truth. Side note, I believe that we are all human and imperfect. I have told lies before for reasons that range from insecurity to needing to mature as a human. I'm not the morality police, nor am I a saint, but as an adult man. I am now grounded by an inner constitution that requires me to be truthful with information. The manager and I became work buddies. We would have drinks after shifts and were becoming solid acquaintances. There was a night when we were leaving work and he offered to drop me off at the bus station because my car was being repaired at the time. And while we were driving there, we were pulled over by police. The officers asked him for the usual license and registration, and he pulls those things out, and then he starts explaining that he's an officer within the Marines, and then he pulled out another form of ID and handed that to the officer as well. They became super chummy after the revelation, and the cop let us go. So in my head, I thought, well, perhaps he does tell the truth. Whatever he showed the officer was convincing enough for the officer to let us go without running his license or doing additional verification. I eventually left the restaurant and had no future contact with the manager. Warning, this section of the podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. It does contain graphic and disturbing details. I remained in contact with some of my former co-workers over the years and vividly remember a jaw-dropping phone call that I received from someone who was a friend and continued to work at the restaurant after I left. This person called me and was hysterical. During the call, my friend informed me that the manager of the restaurant, who was a former acquaintance was arrested. He was arrested for allegations of rape, murder, and disposal of the victim in a trash bag that was dumped on the side of the road in the mountains. When I say that I was beside myself, I could not believe or appropriately process this form of news. My friend also informed me that he brought the girl slash victim, her body, can you imagine, to work one day and the victim was in his car while it was parked in the restaurant parking lot. The employees had no idea that they were working only a few yards away from a slain victim. They also had no idea that they were working alongside a rapist and a murderer. Very important side note. My heart goes out to the family. I can't even imagine what one goes through when they lose someone in such a gruesome fashion. It's disgusting. During the investigation, investigators uncovered that he was a habitual liar. He even lied about being an officer in the military, which is bizarre because I was literally in the car with him when we got out of a ticket When he explained to the police officer that he was an officer in the Marines, he showed him whatever ID he showed him, and the police let us go. I had so many confusing emotions about the news, which forced me to create a new file in my mental file cabinet for sociopathic liars. I had no prior interaction with the sociopath to my knowledge, and I needed to equip myself with tools to protect myself and others in the future. Side note, according to Oxford languages, a sociopath is generally defined as a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in extreme antisocial attitudes and behavior and a lack of conscience. Antisocial personality disorder is a mental health disorder characterized by disregard for other people. Prior to receiving that news, I had no known personal interaction with a sociopathic liar. He wasn't quiet. He wasn't awkward. He was extremely charismatic. And people generally took a liking to him. And I'm not saying a sociopath has to be quiet. And I'm not saying that a sociopath has to be charismatic. Then I got to thinking and i thought to myself holy poop i worked with this guy he was an acquaintance i was literally sitting next to a future murderer in the vehicle that was used to transport that poor woman's body to be dumped on the side of the road in the mountains Mind-blowing. I hope that I was able to use the story of this unfortunate tragedy to serve as a beacon that shines an impenetrable light into our collective psyche with the message of enlightenment and protection to deter future events of this nature. People matter, human life is valuable. Corey Desmond should not have suffered and fallen victim to a habitual liar and a sociopathic killer and rapist. People who have a disassociation with truth also have a disassociation with reality. This experience shook me. Because at the end of the day, we are human and capable of anything and truly don't really know anyone. More importantly, there is always a red flag in my mind when I come across people who regularly lie due to this experience. Words have meaning and truth has meaning. The experience made me extremely careful of habitual liars because you never know why they lie continuously, what they are doing behind the scenes, and how detrimental their actions are due to their lies. After I was able to internally process the event, I went online to discover that the perpetrator was convicted and is in prison. Justice was served. I truly hope this episode plants seeds of growth and awareness. I also hope the story surrounding this tragedy provokes thoughtful introspection and further mindfulness. And never forget, we're all in this together. It's not just about me. So please feel free to submit comments or questions to triple m minus the chip at gmail.com Continue to expect the unexpected. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.